Hey man, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? Uh, we are here on the, the back end of, of quite the day yesterday. It's interesting, right? Yeah. It was, uh, we're recording this on January 7th. Yesterday was January 6th, and the vote was to be certified, and eventually, I guess it was certified last night. Uh, but not before a little interruption there, a little interruption. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. We were all here at work and we were uh, the, as pastors, we were on the Twitter feeds. We were following what was going on. Yeah, it was nuts, man. Yeah. Nuts. It, it, you remember that game when we were going up, growing up called Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> yeah. Like when I was watching it, I'm like, this is not real. Like some of the pictures, you, you remember the guy that's like carrying the podium, podium out and he's like waving and smiling. right. right. I thought it was like this whole, you know, Babylon B type thing. I'm like, ah, that's funny. Nobody. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, he, that's, that's, that's real. Legit, yeah. Oh, like people yeah. are really sitting behind the desk and. Yeah, that's a perfect comparison that that GTA game because that 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 game's all about anarchy. It's all, totally do whatever you want to do, smash windows, break into cars, and that's the generation that we've now raised yeah. on games like that, yeah. and now they're, they're living doing it out it. in real yeah. life at the United States Capitol. Exactly. There was a guy hanging from like the banister as <laughs> like a monkey, like right. some guy that was in full on military garb that was just hanging out on the banister in the the, the capital. Yeah, what it's was crazy? What just kept blowing my mind is like people they were walking around like it was a tour, like it wasn't like this mad rush. And right. Like, hey, let's get in, let's get out. It's like no, hey, I want to see what's in that room. Let me casually walk over there right. and take a few pictures and. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was wild. There's a video of them coming out of the Capitol, like after everything wound down and they're coming out and everybody of course is coming out cheering like they're the hero of the world because right. they did this. And uh they're all excited about it and everything else. And yeah, you're right. They were walking out the the police were holding the door for them as they were walking out of the Capitol. That's the thing <laughs> uh, that I was uh, yeah. kind of scratching my head on, going like, what are we doing here? What is happening? Yeah. But eventually uh, justice, I guess sort of prevailed or at least order prevailed and yeah, I guess. they were able to, to get the vote certified and yeah whatever you think about the outcome of the election we've got our you know thoughts and opinions and and everything else my concern kellen i don't know if you feel the same way is whatever side of the aisle you're on on this you, there's so much pressure on the church to yeah. make church about this right and that's concerning man that's concerning on both sides yeah Big time, and I mean, I uh, you know I got a, a few messages, you know I won't go into detail just on the text messages, but just you know people wanting to share their their views on it and and whatnot, and uh, you know I'm always open to hearing, but um, you know I, it, these in particular were were interesting, and uh, just to sort of summarize it is really on you know again uh, I preface this being I think most of our listeners know being a, a black man. But just saying that, you know, we should stand up for this and our voices should be heard. And uh, this is what we need. This is what the church needs to be doing. We need to be out there in 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 the community and pushing uh, equality and, and all of those things. And, you know, what? again, I, I hear it. And this is not something that I would ever say, do we want equality? Absolutely. We want equality. But is that going to be my main focus? It, it's, it's not. Not over the gospel. Right. Not over preaching what people need to hear, not over preaching what's going to actually change people's lives. Us going to present somebody or sell somebody on equality and what that needs to look like. Again, I'm not saying that that doesn't need to happen, but that's not that might change 
the 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 symptoms, but that's not going to change the root issue. So right. yeah, maybe you get a good month, maybe you get a good six, you know, six weeks, whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe you get a good string of of good behavior, but if your heart is not changed, you're going to go back to that. Society is going to go back to that, and so. You know, as Christians, um, I, I'll, I'll never stand down from this. Is we need to be preaching the gospel in in, the, in every pulpit. We need to be preaching the gospel, and you also have um, the responsibility of of your flock, which is, which which Scripture tells us in, in Hebrews is we, especially as, as leaders of, of ministries and, and pastors, like we're held responsible for our flock. And so if something's happening in you know, Washington, D.C., or something's happening in Texas, my responsibility is not to go above and beyond and fly out to Texas when God has given me this mission field here. And right. so I think we need to spend more time in, in knowing that that's Satan's plan. His right. plan is get our eyes off of the church. And again, right. not saying any of this stuff is wrong, but when you try to substitute the gospel and say, okay, gospel, you go aside. Let's go focus on making this world better. Right. It's not, that's not the right approach. Right. It's just not. Right. In in 2 Timothy 4, uh, Paul says this in 4, 1 and 2, he's speaking to Timothy. Uh, Timothy was a a young church planter, basically, is what Mm -hmm. Timothy was here in this context. And uh, Paul is charging him and he says this, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom. So Paul's setting this up with some gravity here. Look, Mm -hmm. this is the authority of Christ behind what I'm about to tell you, Timothy. And then he says this, preach the word, preach the word. And then he says, be ready in season and out of season. When things are good and when things are difficult, be ready no matter what the time of, of, of year, the time of world history is, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For, he says in verse three, the, the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they're going to accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own, notice here, passions. Mm. And they're going to turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Paul does not tell Timothy, preach politics. Right. And he could have, Yeah. right? I mean, let's remember, this is the reign of Nero. This is when Christians are being tarred and lit on fire in Nero's gardens. You want to talk about, let's preach about the sanctity of life. Right. Should we preach about the sanctity of life? Yes, we should. As it relates to the scriptures, we should hold the biblical principles, but we need to preach the Bible. We can't get caught up and, and preach the current events that are splashing across the headlines. Like so many people want us to do right now. And you're right, Kellen, that doesn't change anybody. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're feeding our people a diet of, of candy as, as pastors when we do that. We're feeding them something that, yeah, it may fill their, their, their bellies because it's going to satisfy their passions in the moment, but it's not going to do any good for them. It's not nourishing them. It's the word of God. It's scripture that nourishes them. And that's what needs to come from the pulpit, period, end of story. Right. Not, hey, here's my view. Here's my stance on what's going on in Washington, D.C. or what happened with the elections or anything else like that. We're going to preach biblical principles to train our people how to think about those things. But man, it's, it's not the place of the pulpit to deal in the headlines of the, the latest events going on politically. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy to latch on to, right? Like nobody's out there saying, hey, everything that happened yesterday, that was right. We need, I mean, maybe there are some, you know, some radicals that are saying that, but for the most part, everybody's like, that's wrong. Right. Like, that's wrong. It should not be that way. And so same thing here. I agree with that. It, there's, it shouldn't be that way. That is absolutely wrong. Am I going to go write a book about it? No. Am I going to even write a blog about it? No. 
what I need to be doing is being able to take a situation like that and going to somebody and sharing the gospel with them and saying, this is how we know that we're in a flawed world. This is how we know that we're in a world that is full of sinners and it's evil and it's wicked. And it's just what you uh, read out of scripture is people are, you know, they have itching ears. They just want to chase after things that you know, that seem bigger than them, that seem like that, you know, if I get behind this, I, I stand for something that's bigger than me. This is, this is to me, this is an easy battle. And again, I'm not saying people that are, are for, you know, you want to go push equality, go push it. But don't put that just solely on the church and say, church, you're wrong if you're preaching the gospel and not addressing anything that's happening in society today. Right. Because it's an easy battle. It's much harder to go out to the world and say, Hey, you need the gospel because if you don't have the gospel, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you're headed to a lot worse than right. this is the best that you're going to get. Right, right. And that's going to be faced with a lot of objection and a lot of people that are saying, you know, you're wrong and I, I don't like you because I don't like what the Bible stands for. That's that's a harder fight. And so even even like, again, the text messages that I got, my question would be, you know, you've shared all these posts, you've when I blow my my text message up at five in the morning uh, about you know your views on what happened last night, how much passion have you had about sharing the gospel? Like, have you taken that same passion and that same conviction about your sinner that's living next door or your your coworker that's side by side with you and at work that doesn't know Christ that's headed towards you know eternal damnation? Mm-hmm. Like, ha- have you done that? Because if you go to your coworker and say yesterday was wrong, they're going to be like, yeah, I agree. Right. Okay. That's it. <laughs> right. And that's it. Like that's to me that that's more of an easy fight. And uh, yeah, the church is it needs to be preaching the gospel. That's what's going to change. And and even on that note, let's just say again, you know, there was equality in the world. The people are still going bound to hell. Right. Like that's the best they can get. Is like right. we got a good world that we live in. Cool. Right. And there's always going to be somebody that has a different problem. But people are going to hell. Right. And the great commission that we get in Matthew twenty eight nineteen is go therefore and make disciples. Right. Go therefore and that that's it. It wasn't, hey, go invest in political schemes and, and what's going on and right. go research that, go study that, go spend all your time, money and effort. And even the, the money that we get at the church, like we want to advance the gospel with right. that. Right. Uh, and be faithful stewards that way. So yeah, it's uh, it's tough. And the pushback that we'll get from some people, and, and I've heard it before, and I've read books about it before as well, is, yeah, that's true, Kellen, but there's also Micah 6.8, mm. which says, he has told you, oh man, what is good? Mm-hmm. What does the Lord require of you? But to, and here it is, right? To do justice. There's a buzzword in today's culture. To love kindness or mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So people are gonna take that and say, so see that the church does have a responsibility. God's people, they do have a responsibility to have this positive impact on our culture and on our world and our society because God's told us to here. And even Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, hey, you're the salt of the earth, right? right? So we should have a preservation element of the church being here is good for the world. It's good for society. It's good for our culture. But to your point, that can't be the main focus. That's a byproduct. Mm-hmm. If the church is here and on mission for Christ, fulfilling the Great Commission, that's going to take care of itself. Yes. The problem is not the fact that we're not doing these peripheral issues. The problem is the fact that we've neglected the main thing. Yeah. And in neglecting the main thing, it's had an impact on these peripheral issues as well. Yeah. And and I think sometimes here in, in the church in America, we get so myopically focused on 
what is the world, quote unquote, to us is the, the 50 states us, that we live yeah. in, right? <laughs> and more, more significantly for most of us, the world, quote unquote, that we live in is our state yeah. or our town or our city or our political rulers here where we are. Guys, the world is bigger than the United States. And the goal of Christianity is not to turn the United States into a utopian society. It's not. And the reality is we're going to face leaders and rulers that hate God. And they are going to be put in place, ironically enough, by God. Mm -hmm. And that's what Daniel says, right? Daniel teaches us that. From one of the most wicked men that has ever walked to the face of the earth, Nebuchadnezzar, one of the most cruel and ruthless rulers to ever live on this planet, Nebuchadnezzar himself ends up saying uh, of God that, okay, I, I recognize he's the one that puts in kings in their places and, and removes kings from their places. Um, I mean, guys, if, if you're in turmoil over what's been going on right now, if you're frustrated over this election, if you're concerned over the state of, you know, the, the houses of, of Congress, the chambers of Congress, go read the book of Daniel and, mm. and just look at God's faithfulness to his people in the midst of exile when they were being ruled by a king that was unchecked in any sort of way and was one of the most ruthless and cruel rulers ever to, to rule the nation. And consider even Daniel chapter one, verse one and two, when, uh, when it says there in the text, it says, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And then it says this in verse two, and the Lord gave, mm. the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar along with some of the vessels of the house of God, those things that were meant for the worship of God and God alone. And he, Nebuchadnezzar, brought them to the land of Shinar, to Babylon, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. That's an amazing statement of God's sovereignty, that God gave Israel into the hands, gave Judah into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar there. Mm -hmm. Look, men, as you're listening to this, Biden is the certified president of the United States because God chose and placed Biden in office as the president of the United States. Exactly. You can spend the next four years worked up about that and ranting and raving on Facebook, or you can say, okay, God, how do I need to live faithfully in this current regime yeah. under this current administration? What does it look like for me to be a believer? Steal yourself in the word of God and get ready for, yeah, things to get harder for us as Christians. And we should mourn as we see things happen when the sanctity of life is not upheld, when equality is, is not upheld, when there is true injustice taking place. We should mourn over that as Christians. It's not, I'm not saying put a slap happy grin on your face and just say everything's fine because God is sovereign but get busy obeying God, not right. trying to prove your point on social media. Yeah. It's, it's absurd and it needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And we see so many people, you know, spend so much time on social media, but then when you meet them in person, they got all of, you know, 10 words to say, maybe. Right. And so we become this big, bad person on social media. Uh, and again, a lot of it right now, if you pull up social media is fueled by everything that's going on. And, and like we, I'll continue to say, not saying anything as far as like wanting equality, wanting social justice, wanting to uh, have all these good things happen. That's not, that's not a bad thing. That's what we should be doing. But we should be doing, like you just said, with the motivation, with our eyes set on Christ, with our eyes set on, let's go out and share the gospel. Let's go out and share something that's really going to change people, not go out and say, you know, you, you shouldn't be that way. You should really act this way. No, you got to go after the heart. And uh, yeah, that's just where it goes back to is, you know, even when we use that that 
term sovereignty. I think we, you know, as Christians, that becomes Christianese, and we really don't have a grasp on what that means. God is in ultimate control. God, mm-hmm. over, he sees everything. He knows exactly what's happening. Uh, he orchestrates he it. He orchestrates it, right? Uh, and and so e- even when it's, it's things that we're like, oh, this is bad, this this can't happen, I would say go read the book of Habakkuk. Like he, right. he told Habakkuk that Habakkuk is saying, God, you're so pure, you're so holy, how can you use these Chaldeans to come in and, and, and punish us? They're right. such a wicked nation. And he was like, you have no idea. Like right. even if I told you, you wouldn't even be able to comprehend what I'm doing here. Right. And we need to understand that as Christians and remember that God is sovereign. God is in ultimate control. And God has been faithful from the beginning all the way through many, 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 many bad leaders, way worse leaders than we had <laughs> what we're experiencing now. Right. And he's been he's been sovereign. His church has prevailed and has continued to grow and has continued to proclaim his name, and people have been saved through all of this. Right. And so we as Christians should look at this and say, okay, we got a, a, a bad situation going on here in America. Our job is not to go fix this this current situation. Our job is to go use what's going on to say, look, we see how bad this world is and understand how bad this world is. But guess what? There's hope. Right. There, there's a better place. This isn't our final destination. That's we're not we, citizens no, here we're, primarily. Let, let's not, you know, our, our senior pastor, Pastor Mike, says it here. It's like, you know, we're on a, a, a sinking ship right, right now. Our job is not to fix our room and fix all the tables and, and make it like home because it's going, it's, it's going down. And right. people don't want to hear that because they have their whole... Uh, you know, life invested here, and, right. and that's just not the way to go. So anyway, like all that to be said, I think where you know where we want to be clear is, look, we we have a hard time with everything that's going on now. Do we? We we don't like it, but at the end of the day, it can't take all of our time, energy, and effort when the gospel needs to be the center point, the focal point. And if the gospel is the focal point, it'll take care of everything else that we're talking about right. here. All these little little pieces and little uh, offshoots of what's going on in America. Right. right. And, and <laughs> you know, I mean, guys, unfortunately, things are not going to get better. Um, I mean, if, if we read the Bible, we get that picture, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for the church, things get better because Christ is going to come back for us right. and we're going to go to be with him. And it may be that that God brings, as he has in the past, revival. And should we pray for revival in our country? Yes, 100%. Should we be, you know, people who are, are people of morality and people who are um, being good citizens in that sense? Yes, we should, because that can have that, again, that preserving impact on our, our country and have a positive impact on our country and even restrain some evil. But ultimately, guys, uh, America is not the future of God's, you know, eschatological plans. As much as we think it is. <laughs> right, right. And, and I, I love our, our country. I really do. I, I love this country. I love the freedoms that we have. But it's sobering to think about the reality as well that on the, the day of Armageddon, if America is, is still here at that point in time, America is going to be lined up on the battlefield against Christ, right. not with him. Yeah. Um, and that's important for us to remember. We are citizens first and foremost of a heavenly kingdom, not an earthly kingdom. And it's, it's difficult. It's hard. But uh, but we can in- enjoy the freedoms that God has given us here and now, and yet remember that this place is not our home. And, and yeah, you're right, Kellen, as Pastor Mike uh, Fabares often says, it's a sinking ship, and our job is to tell people where the, the lifeboats are, because right. we know, we know where the lifeboat is. It's the cross. The cross is the answer to all of this. And you know, guys, this presidential administration with, with the current president, with Donald Trump, is, is ending, is wrapping up. 
and, and he's going to be stepping out of office, but, but God is not. Uh, and there's a new administration stepping in and, and there's questions about, well, are they going to amend the constitution with this? Are they going to amend the constitution with this? Are they going to pack the Supreme Court? They may change our political documents, but they can't amend scripture. They can't change scripture. Uh, scripture is unalterable and it's true. And you have your roadmap, you have your game plan, you have your marching orders given to you in the Bible. What does God want you to do? The same thing under this administration that he wanted you to do under the last administration. It's, it's a matter of being obedient and faithful to the Lord. Yeah, and even, even on that, just, just thinking about, you know, whether it's a you know, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter who's in office, God is on the throne. And even more so, like I, you know, being, being prepared for if that time comes where, you know, the, the, I guess the clamps, for lack of better words, gets, get pushed down on the church a little bit more, being ready, being prepared, and knowing that, again, God is sovereign, he's in control. But what I've seen even in my life, and I'm sure you know our listeners have experienced it as well, in the toughest times is when we cling closest to God, when right. we cling closest to Christ, when we're in prayer, when we're, we're out sharing the good news. And so um, even looking at it from that standpoint of, yeah, like, yeah, things, things are getting challenging. Cling closer to Christ because that is our right. saving grace. That is our hope, and that's who we can count on yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, and it needs to stay at that. So, yeah, we'll have there'll be, there'll continue to be people saying, "Hey, focus your attention on this. Focus your attention on that. Drive home this. You should be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that." But at the end of the day, the number one focus has to be Christ, and Satan's number one job is to get our eyes focused off of Christ being the primary goal. Even if it's something that that seems 50% right, that's good enough for Satan because it takes our minds off the power of Christ and the power of Christ can change people's lives and change people's hearts. So just keep your minds on that um, and, and we'll continue to do the same thing as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. The beam of seat is coming for us as believers. And that's where it says in scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.10 that all of us will appear before the judgment seat of Christ, the beam of seat of Christ. As believers, we will stand there and we will receive what is due for what we've done in the body, whether good or evil. And the primary concern there is going to be not, you know, what petition did you sign? Who did you vote for? How did you approach this? What Facebook post did you put up? It's going to be, were you faithful to what God has called you to be faithful to? Mm-hmm. Um, some of that may be an extension of those things. Yeah, as Christians, we should vote certain ways according to what scriptural principles tell us to do. Um, but should we rant about the vote afterwards on Facebook? No. Um, you know, so again, like Kellen said, keep, keep Christ central. He is the main thing. As you guys are, are stepping into 2021, as we are looking at this year and the next four years, right? What is our goal in this next four years? It's not to figure out any way that we possibly can to try to get Biden out of office. It's simply to be faithful to Jesus. It's to be faithful to Jesus. It's to be faithful to God. And if you guys think that's overly simplistic and, and you're upset and you're going to unsubscribe, that's that's fine, whatever. But I, I also want you to really think about it because if if America falls, the Bible's still there, God's still there, and we still have to to reckon with him someday. And that has nothing to do with the future of of this country. We can have a great impact as the church, but the only way, guys, we're going to have a great impact as the church is if we start getting busy focusing on Christ and living for Christ and being obedient to Christ and letting the rest have a, a, a positive impact as a result of that. 
So uh, again, man, we we are uh, are grateful for each one of you that are, are listening, that are still with us even through this podcast. It may have been a little bit more controversial than some of our others, um, but there's great hope and great comfort for us knowing that Jesus um, has has called us to do uh, the the task of, of following Him, and that doesn't change no matter what else changes in this world. There's steadfastness and consistency there that we can cling to. So let's do that, man, and we'll be praying for you that way this week. 